Hey, everybody, welcome to Rift Rewind, our weekly ESPN Esports League of Legends program every single Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. This is where we break down the week that was in League of Legends and look forward. Of course, playoffs are in the swing of it, so we're going to talk about all things across all regions as we inch closer and closer to worlds emily and tyler and i with you this week uh jacob is off this week he'll be back next week uh lots to talk about here though we also have a tier list we know you enjoy tier lists out there so we're gonna make one we're gonna bring one to you here on the program and it's gonna be a west worlds placement centric tier list you're gonna enjoy that a lot so something to look forward to a little bit later on but first ladies and gents we got to mention that there will be no trivia today. I know that many of you will be upset to hear this, but we are taking a break from trivia this week. We will be back next week. So for those of you that want to flex on everyone, you got to wait till next week. Happy trails to many teams in the LCS and around the world in League of Legends competitive. Happy trails. Not Some not so happy, Emily. Some, peop, some teams... <laughs> Uh, fizzled out in a whimper. Other teams had a spectacular goodbye. Uh, we'll start with 100 Thieves. And 100 Thieves... Well, really, the only nice thing to say about 100 Thieves right now is that they signed Nitro to their Valorant team. Thank you, Tyler, for the joke. Appreciate that very much. Uh, That's a great player. He's a great player. He'll really up their brand. I'm very excited for the Valorant He certainly team. will. Hiko's very happy right now. Yeah. I don't know if Papa Smithy's very happy right now, but definitely some arm of the uh, peril company, as uh, evil geniuses were quick to call them on Twitter. Uh, definitely not so happy there. So let's unpack 100 happy Thieves trails. a little bit. Happy trails to 100 Thieves. The team that had a glimmer of hope in the middle of the season, bringing in some new faces. They signed new contracts, if you will. They added a support named Philippe to the LCS. That's always great to see. But at the end of the day, for all of their efforts, they still had a better showing in spring, and they still went out with nothing to show for it in the playoffs with a 3-0 trouncing. Uh, and that leaves you to wonder, what happens now? What happens in the offseason for this team? When, when your CEO comes out, Emily, and says... We need to make, like, they were so quick to make changes to their Valorant team. And when your CEO of the whole company comes out and says, we are here to win and changes will be made. Aren't you scared if you're, if you're Papa Smithy? Aren't you scared if you're the rest of this team looking at the roster top to bottom and saying, this is just not good enough. We need to make changes and we need to make changes fast. I mean, I'm a bit scared if it means that they're not going to let 100 Thieves do what the League of Legends t uh, like entire infrastructure has kind of tried to do, which is promote uh, younger North American talent. And like you can, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I only have a lot to go, go through. Uh, you can argue whether you think Poom deserved to be on stage uh, or spend more time in Academy, but I'm really happy that they tried it. Like I'm, I'm actually really happy that they tried it. And I think the worst thing that would come out of this would be to have the end result be that we don't want to do this infrastructural like thing with next and a cat to Academy to LCS, because I actually think that given time um, that will work out. Um, but yeah, like that, that's the only thing that I'm honestly really concerned about. Uh, I hope that 
despite the fact that, yes, you do want to make sweeping statements about how you're here to win, I hope that they let the League of Legends team and staff decide what they want to do. Yeah, not really surprising. Uh, they gambled on Ryoma. Ryoma had some good performances, actually some really great performances at times, some, especially on Azir, but I think overall he didn't live up to what you would hope to expect from someone. This roster had Worlds aspirations. They obviously did not get close to getting to Worlds, losing in the first round of the playoff system. The playoff system that allowed eight teams into it. I agree with Emily where they really should just buckle down. They have someday as their future, and they should play more around him. He is your ace player. He shouldn't be playing Malphite in game-deciding series. Like He needs to be more of a focal point. And I think that with Kenvi, hopefully coming up soon, who's probably the most promising jungler we've had since Blabber in the uh, pipelines of NA Academy. They have Copy, I think Cody Sun and Boom deserve more of a look i think those two could be you know an upper echelon pair if given more time and i also think they they also have a kind of a bag of riches in the top lane where i think uh they have they have tenacity who might overall just be the number one prospect that people are looking at as to be the next big thing in north america and they have fake god who's one of the best top laners in academy so they have two really good top laners but neither of them are ever going to replace someday who they've kind of locked down as their franchise player mm -hmm. so for me, uh, if I was under these, I would not be looking for flashy signings this summer. I would see what you could get through trading or trying to move some of those fake god tenacity pieces to bolster the rest of the lineup. Someday is your franchise player. He's a good franchise player. He's a player that can get you to Worlds if you build around him correctly. I think he's motivated. I don't think he's someone who's going to give up just because they've fallen back once. I, I really believe in Someday, and I want to believe in 100 Thieves. I really like what they're doing in the Academy and the even below the Tier 3, Tier 4 scene. So I have a hope for 100 Thieves, but this was not their season. They took a Gamma Aroma, didn't work out. But I do think because of how well they've done underground, in Academy, in the you know the, the Tier 3 scene, that they should have a bright future as long as they stick to it. So my number one thing is to try to find trade partners for Fake Gun Tenacity, because those two players should definitely be the LCS in the next year or two. Emily, I know that esports moves fast. We talk about this a lot. Do you see the coaching staff, the general manager, staying in place for 100 Thieves? Um, I mean, that's an organizational thing. I think that with a system, like I like I said, and like Tyler repeated, like the, the with a system like this in place, it needs time. And that's something that previously North American uh, you know, organizations have not been willing to give. Um, so my hope is that they actually do stick with uh this this staff and uh these coaches provided that they do want to stay with 100 thieves and stick with the system that they put in place because it's not a system where you're going to necessarily see dividends within the first year and i would hate to see it torn apart before it could really pay off with creating a strong pipeline to like further bolster north american talent especially since and we've brought this up several times with the ongoing pandemic, it's going to be even more difficult to bring over players from other regions. So this is kind of the perfect system to have in place. Uh, so, I mean, that's, again, that's my big thing is that provided that the staff wants to stay, I hope that the organization and the people in charge give them a chance. It's interesting to dissect the uh, caster to positions of power paths that Papa Smithy had versus Jat. Uh, you know, obviously differing, differing levels of success, but putting in place much different things and philosophies as well. Tyler, happy trails to Dignitas.
Yeah, so there's 2.3 million reasons why I could dunk <laughs> up the toss and talk about how this year was kind of a throwaway, a failure of all sizes. But I'm actually going to look on the positive. I'm going to give a bit of positivity to my setup to do the toss is that they have found a possible franchise player in John Sun. Maybe it wasn't where they were trying to go at the start of the season. They were going to try to get sneaky. They wanted sneaky. That just fell through. So they went with John Sun. They bleed in this young kid. You know, throwing him in there with a more experienced lineup, and as the year went along, he showed that he's not only a, a good player, but he can be in a great and a elite level player in North America. So, while I do think most of the Duke Toss roster needs to be rotated out, they need to rethink mid, top, and a lot of other positions, I do think that they do have a future franchise player in Johnson. And if you're going to win in North America, if you're going to become a perennial playoff team, you need that cornerstone to build around. I do think that they found it in Johnson when at the start of the year, they thought they found it in Hooney in $2.3 million deal. But sometimes you, you find something when you're not, you, you find the perfect partner when you're least expecting. And I think for Dignitas, they didn't want Johnson really. They didn't <laughs> see Johnson, but the other day they saw Johnson and he's kind of risen up to be their star player. So Dignitas, if they can rotate out some of those players, Maybe bring in more young, more used to play around Johnson. I do think they could be a playoff team in 2021 because I, I, as I've been since day one, I've been a big supporter of Johnson. I do think he has a bright future in NA. That's true. Number one, Johnson. Uh, I mean, the only thing I have to say about Dignitas is is exactly that. Like, I think their bot lane was definitely the best performing Mm -hmm. part of their entire team all year. Um, I think that also carried into playoffs, although some of uh, Dardoch's early early pathing was pretty all right. Um, depending on what they want to do with this lineup. Uh, if you if you don't want to keep Aphromu for whatever reason, I think he made a really strong case for himself and he continues to make really strong cases for himself, especially when he's partnered with younger players that he can help, um, help grow and mature, uh, especially during their first year. I think uh, he's definitely made a case for himself that if Dignitas wanted to sell him off to another team, they easily could. Um, if they want to keep him with Johnson, again, I think they were by far and away the best performing part of this team. So I don't really have much else to say about Dignitas. I, I think it was really just the the Aphromu Johnson bot lane was definitely the the shining spot of of what was otherwise a really disappointing year for them, I think. Well, this conversation about Dignitas lasted 2.3 minutes. Emily, V5, let's leave the LCS. All right, so I have a haiku about V5 because I thought these uh, were going to be short. So I yeah. just wrote like really <laughs> so short I. things. Uh, um, it yeah. says, oh, Victory 5, your buff invades were superb. IG didn't help. Because <laughs> uh, uh, IG, all they had to do was win their, win their series against LGD to help B5 out, you know, um, to try to get them to the world championships. Obviously they did not have any championship points from spring because they basically rotated out their entire roster and only kept mole who they had been flexing in actually every position on the map. He played this past spring. Um, he was a standout player for V5. Obviously the PP God went viral because his name is basically a meme. But um, it, he he is actually a standout player that a lot of people were looking forward to seeing debut in uh, LPL because of his LDL performances with FPX's LDL team. Um, this this team was like very young, very talented. Took two players from Sooning that did not look particularly good uh, previously, and really brought them up. They were 
they were the story of the LPL. They were incredibly fun to watch. Um, they had a really interesting approach that was more multifaceted than a lot of young teams that we see come up in LPL and only have like one play style. Um, I really enjoyed watching V5. I think V5 brought a lot of energy too to like the Western fandom because again, like, yes, PP God became a meme, but it got people to watch the team. And once they saw the team, they're really young and talented and exciting. Um, so I, I mean, it's, it's impossible to say whether this roster can stay together. Uh, I, I know they have, I believe, Mole and PP God for at least another year. I think Mole has another year on his contract and PP God has two. Um, so those are two really good players to build the rest of your team around, right? So um, even if they don't uh, look th exactly the same next year, I hope people are still watching Victory 5. And yeah, they were like the story of the LPL uh, summer season. Haiku is 575, right? Yeah. Is that, is that Haiku? Okay. 100 Thieves Haiku. Fizzle in playoffs called apparel company valorant nitro there you go that's Perfect. my that's my hundred thieves haiku do you, do you want to put together a dignitas haiku while uh emily talks about no BMW? You're, you're, you're bringing me back to like like high school <laughs> you're like english, no thanks and i'm like i'm getting like ptsd of like high school english and i'm just like no all right fine no no, no haiku for sandbox i get it okay sandbox mm -hmm. tyler uh, just like a sandbox, when you're growing up, it's a, it's a whole world of adventure. You're you're able to have fun and create, and, and that's what sandbox did. They brought in the first ever Western coach in the in, in Yamato Canyon. They had a big roster. They played with a lot of pieces, and it came down to it. It's live by the summit, die by the summit. Summit was one of, if not the best, top winner last year in the LCK, a surprise performance after being the understudy to Keen for a year on Afrika, who's in the same box, becomes kind of the star player. And this year, I do believe if, if Yamato Kane was able to pull, get there a bit earlier, if he was able to communicate with the team a bit faster, if he didn't have to quarantine for those two weeks, they might have slipped into the playoffs, they might have been that fifth place team, maybe over Afrika, but I do think that their limitations were shown, that they've even though Fate did have a much better season than he's previously had, they, you know, in a league where you have Showmaker, uh, Chovy, BDD, I know, we, I mean, I know Faker's bench, but he's still Faker at the end of the day. Even Closer now, there's so much high-level, top-tier, middling talent in LCK, and it's the best it's ever been in the region, that you can't get by with just a solid player. Unless your name is Kuro. Kuro is the one player who... He has shown time and time again that he can play and and be that rock solid, you know, a sponge against these high class top tier mechanical gods. But for Sandbox, I I, I said this at the start when we talked about Yamalakan for the first time. I was like, what what's there to lose? They're going to franchising. Uh, it could be good for them to have potential sponsors to have a Western coach. I know Sandbox does have quite a bit of money. I'm sure they are going to be you know hard going into those franchise meetings to hopefully get picked up as one of the ten LCK franchises. But win or lose, it's going to come down to that. And we've seen Immortals go top two in the LCS and not get permitted or, or you know, given access into the uh, LCS franchising the, the, the next season. So I think really for Sandbox, this was really just a test season where they're like, hey, nothing to lose. Let's have fun. Let's bring in Yamato. Let's see what they can do with this crazy roster. I think Yamato showed himself to be a capable coach. I obviously think with more time, he will become much better in Korea. So I do hope, be it on Sandbox or another LCK franchise team, he gets another shot because I think he, his, his, his work is not done in South Korea. I feel like 
this is a good first step for him, and I would really like to see him continue on in South Korea and see if he can make a legend for himself as the Western coach in that region. He wasn't the problem necessarily, right? Like No, but he is the Korean, right? It's, it's miscommunication. Sure. It's not being able to talk to him. And that was brought up quite a bit where it's it's hard to understand the, the language barrier. And I do think as if he does stay in South Korea, and if he does say, I want to stay in South Korea and, play, and coach for Sandbox or other South Korean teams, I do think that will become closer. And I do think his style, particularly where he wants to play that fast tempo style, he wants to play a more free flowing way. I think for LCK franchises looking to 2021 and seeing how, you know, DRX and Dam one have kind of changed the bulk of how to play South Korean League of Legends and LPL overall has shown how to win championships without playing a very boring traditional style. I, uh, I think that teams could be looking for Nimoto Kanan, be it on mm-hmm. Sandbox or not on Sandbox. I will say that the LEC broadcast is very talent-rich, mm. but I still found myself missing Yamato at times. I, I, I really thought that he was a really solid... Not, I mean, look, the, the, the broadcast position is obviously less revered than a coaching position, but... I'm just saying that I did miss him on the broadcast at times because I thought he brought a lot to the table as an analyst. So Hey, they didn't make Worlds, so he could be on the Worlds desk. He certainly could. He certainly could. Emily, Team WE. All right. Mid lane shampoo woes. Peishong was one of the best. Firm identity. Because, yeah, that, that was pretty much WE, uh, regardless of... I don't think... I think it's really unfair that Teacher Ma, their mid laner, was uh, continuously attacked on Weibo. I don't think he did anything to deserve that. Um, however, as I've kind of joked around in the past, this team was really, f- their playstyle had to be focused around his mid lane champ pool um, and, and the style that he plays and his like strengths and deficiencies, which are very specific. Um, and even with, I, I mean, I, I know uh, why Peishang wasn't, uh, wasn't included for consideration in like first, second, or third team because WE did not finish like in top four. But I actually think that it was him and Weiwei who were the two best junglers in the in the league this this past split um, for the regular season. And yeah, I'm, I'm still looking forward to what WE do in the future. I think you saw massive improvement from their AD carry Chomong. Um, I think missing is talented and I think Morgan is talented despite the fact that he also had some uh, obvious like shampoo limitations uh, that were uh, exposed in playoffs as well. Um, so this team has like a, a really good foundation. I know everyone's kind of looking forward to see what they do in Demacia Cup so that they might start Shanks, who's known as more of a standard traditional mid laner, plays assassins, uh, you know, that kind of uh, player that people get really excited about. Uh, so We'll see. But WB, they played this exact same style all year. Uh, weren't basically just weren't good enough to advance and got beaten by LGD, who started playing really well. Hey, it worked for the last two Chinese world champions to play one style the entire year. So I feel like, 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 like as we look at, we're going to look at past, we're going to look at previous world yeah, champions. That's why, like, I, I, liked, I like, yeah, WB. that's good. Yeah. I, uh, you can't, I don't think we've not seen a world champion yet, I believe, that did not have a defined style to them every world champion has had something defining about them stylistically and i think team we finding that style even if it's not the style that most people would want to see from them or that it gets most excited about having more of a limited mid laner who plays a relian soul galio twisted fate playing around the map he plays basically a relian soul but every every champion he plays is a version of a relian yeah. soul well the just 
Go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, like, we're from NA. We know Hoobie very well. We know this play style. We know <laughs> the flies, the Hoobies. <laughs> They're always going to be looked down upon. I don't we need to give them a bit of respect, though. I do think Doinby winning last year has changed some heads. Like, Niski and a few I other mean, players have started to, you know, follow in the footsteps. We'll talk about FBX later, but the one thing I do want to say, because everyone compared Teacher Mod to Doinby because of, like, a, a roaming mid play style. Yeah. I do think it's a bit specious because Teacher Ma just had like very visible champel issues where he only was comfortable on certain champions. Doinby can play a lot of stuff. Like he <laughs> is insane in terms of like what he tries to pick up. Like he'll just take random champions and be like, yeah, I'll play this mid because I can yeah. just push a wave and roam. Like it's cool. Um, so I think if there's like, there's differences in their play style as well. But if there's one thing I want to make abundantly clear is that Doinby does not have champ pool issues. He can play yeah. he's everything mechanically skilled. almost. Like he's not, yeah. he's not, he's not mechanically inefficient where he can't play champions. He's just a weird savant. He has a weird brain. He thinks differently than other people, <laughs> which brought him a world championship. So, well, there speaking of speaking of galaxy brain, Emily brought the idea of haikus. We really should have just prepared haikus for every single team. Uh, but I'll use a haiku to transition to what we're going to do next. Ooh, fun! That's very next. Try level. anyway. League of Legends West. Where will they rank among kings? Let us rank them now. There you go. Twelve remaining Western I teams. I didn't count it out, but yeah. I, I, I did it three or four times as you guys were talking, nice. just to make sure that it was a haiku. Uh, 12 remaining Western teams ranked by their hypothetical Worlds finishes in 2020. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take all the remaining teams. Whether they make it to Worlds or not, we're going to hypothetically go down the list, and we're going to say, okay, hypothetically they make Worlds. Where will they place at the World Championships? Will they make it to the group stage? Group stage plaza. Are they taking the train there? Are they going to exit group stage plaza? Are they going to make it to Final Four? Are they going to win Worlds? These are the questions we're going to ask, and we're going to go down the list, and we're going to make a ranking. And by the end of it, we will have definitively said, no matter which Western teams make Worlds, exactly where they will place. Hopefully. This is this is oh. like a way, this is a way too early Worlds prediction. Yeah. Like, like we, 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 are, we are guesstimating the results of playoffs, and then guesstimating if their players will even be able allowed inside uh, China, and then <laughs> yeah. we're, oh, we're oh, operating dear. under the assumption that everyone will have their full roster, like their sure. full starting roster. No visa no one, issues. No one will get sick. No one's getting, you know, like, like, <laughs> oh, like we are. I'm this is. Sick. We yeah, are. Can I just? <laughs> there's a, a Naja fan in chat already setting the tone. Are they going to win worlds? No. No. <laughs> already I mean, setting the tone. Well, that's already. Why, that's, that's why, <laughs> all right, let's go. Well, that's why our top tier isn't winning worlds. It's top four. Top yeah, feel, we, 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 did, we decided that top four means you are a true world's championship contender. That means you are in, you are two matches away. If you're top four, we're saying you are a world's contender. We're not saying you're going to win worlds because oh, we get the last. It'd be pretty difficult to say anyone is uh, definitively going to win worlds from these 12 teams. But we'll, we'll go yes. through. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through each of the remaining 12 Western League of Legends teams one by one. And here are the four tiers. World's top four. So that is the semifinal, possible world's final, possible championship. We'll discuss it. But that's that tier. Then there's world's top eight. So they'll make the quarterfinal. Group stage is tier number three. And play-in is where they end. That is the uh, last tier. Rogue. Oof. Let's the just have an open debate. I'm just going to throw out the teams and open debate. Jump the, in whenever you want. The first qualified team to the World Championships 
So let's just think about this logically, right? Let's think this step yeah. by step theoretically. Uh-huh. No Western team has ever been eliminated in the qualifier stage. I would be very hard pressed to think of any reason to bet against Rogue in the qualifier. I, I feel like Vander brings too much experience to the team. I don't think they're going to get, you know, I don't think they're going to shrink under the pressure. I think there's sure. a high chance overall that they'll skip the qualifiers entirely. So I think we can just kick that tier out. For context, what are the type of teams that the Western teams would play in qualifiers? In the, uh, uh, in be, the planes? We would be playing the second seed Vietnam. We'd be playing uh, third seed NA. Ooh, that's very scary. I mean, I mean think fourth seed Europe, yeah. uh, Europe, Europe's like, oh, they're sweating thinking about the third seed NA. Well, uh, this, is, this is what I'm wondering. Are they, because I honestly forget, are they dividing it into pools? Because... If you end up as like European four seed against Chinese four seed, that's going to be tough. I, I like, believe. I'm assuming I be- that it's they're they're doing it by yeah. like pool one, pool two, pool three. I believe by like general standards, the the pool one seeds will be NA third, uh, Korea third, uh, Europe fourth, and China fourth. And China so fourth. Okay, so that would mean they wouldn't four, play each other. Yeah, if they all win out in stages. If they all do great in group stages, they won't match each other in the do or die best of fives. So basically, we're saying that like in a perfect world, those are the four teams that would advance. But I don't think it's that easy. Uh, but for Rogue, I think they're not ending in qualifiers. I think it comes down to like, are they going to make it out of groups? I feel like I'm pretty confident to say that I think they could match up well with a lot of international competition. I think they could surpass groups. I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent, but I would say it's like I'd give them like an eighty-five percent chance of making it out of groups right now. I think Rogue, um, so I, I, I'm torn between like quarterfinals and semifinals. Ooh. And I'm, I'm going to, oh. yeah, I'm going to say like, because if you think about it, what always happens is we're like, okay, this team could definitely get beaten by like, and I think Rogue could be, could be beaten by a lot of teams, both coming from Europe, coming from uh, a few from Korea and, and a few from China as well. But the big thing is that, what we always see at Worlds is the fact that we can't bet on how the brackets and groups shake out. Yeah. And um, there will be like more e- like easier and more difficult paths. And so depending on the path that Rogue get, they could make it as far as semifinals, honestly. Like if, if, they, were, if they were Are given the chance. Though? No. I feel like, so like I'm going to say quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm going to say out in quarterfinals. <laughs> I, I'm a rogue fanboy. I, I bleed black and blue. I've been on the road bandwagon since true. last year. I'm saying top four. Bring wow, it okay. Let chat decide. Yeah. Uh, top eight or top four. Let I, chat decide. I, I say quarterfinals. I'm sticking with quarterfinals. I don't care about these analytics. <laughs> I don't care if rogue throws all the time in the mid-game. I don't care if they might not be the most mechanically talented team, if you you know match them up with the IGs, the damn ones, and the tops of the world, they're making top four. I believe in my boys. I believe in the black and blue. Give me Rogue, top four. We need this. We need a. We need a tiebreaker. We need it from a non, chat. Yeah. A, a non-inting Rogue. A non-inting Rogue. Every time that I talk to uh, a couple people that I talked to at Rogue after a loss, the answer is always we inted, we inted, we inted, we inted. So a non-inting Rogue, it's always inting when you lose. We A non-inting Rogue definitely could make semifinals, but I want to know what chat says. Chat says top eight. Hmm. Okay. Maybe one person said top me. four. Yeah, one yeah. person top said eight. top four. A lot of top eight here. So are so we putting them at top yep. eight? 
They're top, top eight. eight. Rose, they're, top they're, eight. They are top of the top eight. The uh, quarterfinals. They go out in like a blaze of glory and like a close best of five, like a a two three loss. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, like a respectable, a respectable. (laughs) Like we love Rogue after this. They they made new fans in losing in the quarterfinals. The misfits, the misfits splice thing where misfits and splice both went to quarters. They both gave SKT a a fight for their money. They brought them to four or five games and they got the love of everyone. Yeah, I can see Rogue being on the team. So I put them at the the top of. Of top eight village, the quarterfinal village. Quarterfinal village. Okay, so they got out of group stage plaza. plaza. They moved on yeah. to the village. They exited group but stage they got plaza. home. Yeah, group yeah. stage plazas exited. Okay, will Gordon? Will Golden Guardians even make it to group stage plaza? <laughs> That's our next question. I, 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 I think some people. I think Chad. I think some people are like. Oh, they they would totally get out of qualifiers. But I do think Golden Guardians have. I mean, not just because of their mid laner, but I do think they have a lot of like very similar qualities to the, uh, you know, the uh, clutch gaming clutch team gaming. Of, of 2019. And they, and for all we want to talk about how DeMonte got destroyed by the top mid laners in groups, he performed very well during the qualifier stage. I know they did have a few hiccups in the group stage, but they destroyed Roy, Roy Youth and Closer, who now is DeMonte's partner on Golden Gardens. I think they would get out of qualifier hell. I think they would they would they would scrape out of hell and they would get into group stage plaza. They would get on the train to group stage plaza. I don't think they make it out of group stages, but I do think they're firmly in that group stage plaza. I feel like they are the prototypical like two and four NA team goes to worlds, makes it into the group stage plaza, gets a win or two versus some of the weaker teams, maybe surprises uh, a Chinese team or a Korean team for a game, but. I don't see them making out of Group Stage Plaza. So I would say Group Stage personally. Uh, Golden Guardians. So they're actually my favorite team to watch in NA right now. Um, just generally, because I feel Define like. Define play style. Define yeah, I was gonna say, they style. found their identity and they actually make moves early, no. which is contrary to a lot of NA teams. Um, however, I think that as also as they are right now with their mid and late game, um, we've seen that they can recognize their win conditions like i know i i keep bringing up the demonte twisted fate game but i think it's a really good call of like when they did mess up their mid game they recognized how they needed to play the win and they actually did do it um i think you have enough intelligence on that team that they can do it however as they are they they wouldn't make it out of groups uh i don't think so i i agree with you i just wanted to give them a shout out because like there's also the the caveat that if they can continue to hone their play style and work on uh, simple stuff like you know back timings and uh, minion wave control and that kind of thing. Um, they they could end up being a lot better than what we are seeing from them right now. But I agree. I, I think it'd be really difficult for them to make quarterfinals. Okay, look. I think so I'm, group stages is the best. That they, I'm they I'm do. gonna concede on my boy closer not making it far at Worlds. Okay, I accept right. that. I will not accept any slander towards God Gilius. None whatsoever. So I need both of you to explain in thorough detail while Shalka Nolvir will be winning worlds this year. Why are we putting them at number uh, one? Go uh, ahead. Go is, forth. Please regale uh, me with also, your explanations. We're also putting them at group stage plus. Yeah, they're going to group stage plus. We can rank them above Golden Guardians. I am definitely okay ranking them above Golden Guardians in group stage plaza. That's fine by me. 
But this feels like when you have to tell a 10-year-old that Santa Claus is not real, Arda. Yeah. And we got to sit you down here and be like, God, Helios, <laughs> uh, he's, not taking, he's not getting on some reindeer and flying to the Summoner's Cup, my friend. They're not going to Final Four uh, Palace. There's no, there's, there's no Final Four Palace in the future of Gilead, God Gilius. Are you Dage. trying to tell me that Faker Dage doesn't exist? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, you're, mean, are you dispelling the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus all I, in one I, swoop here? I mean, Abadage and Faker will both have something in common where Faker's currently on the bench and Abadage will be on the bench as well after group stage. Oh, so, my uh, word. Wow, okay. I, but I do, think, I do think we can put them firmly above Golden Guardians in group stage plaza. I think if I had to bet on one of these two teams to be a dark horse to make it into the quarterfinals, I do think Schalke maybe has a bit more juice. I We can discuss that. I think... Group stage plaza is where they are. I think we would have to decide if they're better or worse than Golden Guardians in a in a hypothetical world setting. And I'd, I'd put I'd give them the bit of an edge. Man, they're both really interesting teams, yeah. right? Because you can see like like I know I keep uh, I keep harping on this because um, Gilius like like I do think it's it's right to kind of cite his. Uh, his part in the transformation of this team. But there's also the fact that they made roster changes in other positions. Um, and they didn't, they still didn't do like super well together at first. And it's, it's only towards the back half of the season that you really see like, you know, um, we, we have a, a change in at, at bot lane, we have a change in support. Um, in addition to Gilius coming in uh, like midseason, I think you also have a similar setup where you have like Odo, who I think is actually like pretty underrated top, um, Abadage, who's been recognized for his accomplishments, Gilius, who has been credited for their like miracle run to qualify for playoffs. Um, but you also just have a, a generally young team, um, kind of similar to golden guardians where you can see a world where they still improve significantly from their current state provided that they make worlds the the caveat is the same for both of these teams right um yeah we're, we're conversing so, as if so, they yeah, are I making group stage yeah. plaza is not bad man group stage plaza is a nice it's a nice place the hotels are are pretty clean they're pretty nice you know you get free pay-per-view sometimes they have you know nice lounge chairs <laughs> free pay-per-view and- you know, they don't get the best DJs, but they get decent DJs. Like, the, you know, and the, Dwight the rest- Howard's the only one that shows up <laughs> yeah, to see the, the DJs. Yeah. Got it. The, okay. The restaurants, wow. at, the restaurants like Group Stage Plaza are pretty fine. They're not They're Michelin like, star, yeah, but they're it's decent. All, it's all Chinese Olive Garden. Okay. All, you know, all Chinese Olive Garden. Do you know what kind of people do not stay at Group Stage Plaza? Gods, Tyler. Gods do not have residencies at glu- Group Stage Plaza. Okay. Gods. Group Stage Plaza is beneath them. And that is why, and I want this clipped for when we use this in the future when Worlds is happening, Schalke will make Final Four. Uh, <laughs> but for this exercise, we're putting them in Group Stage Plaza. I concede for the purposes of this exercise, uh, but for the yeah. memes... And for my benefit, when this comes true and whatever show, whether it's Rift Rewind or otherwise, that we are on, this clip will be played a hundred times where I say Schalke will make 
Final four. I mean, I mean, I'll give it to Santa you. Claus, believe in Santa Claus all you want. If it right? happens. I mean, it's always good to dream. It's always good to have dreams of life. Like, my dreams soar high and they fly in the sky. Speaking of which, fly quest, where do they land? I think they're oh. also group stages. I mean, I so think... it's, it's tough, right? Like, they would have to, I think. FlyQuest, they would things would have to break really well for them mm. in group in their group and other groups for them or, or yeah like in terms of the seating um for them to make quarterfinals I think again as they are um because do we trust them to be do we trust them to get out of qualifier hell do they survive hell do they get through hell to get onto the train of group stage plaza. We well, if we're assuming, so so we would have to assume, yeah, I guess if FlyQuest are making it, they're probably making it over GGS, and they're probably making yeah. it in as the third seed, unless yeah. they make, like, a really strong upper bracket run to finals. I would expect um, them to be a qualifier team. So can they make it through the yeah. qualifiers? Do they have enough stuff to take out the Vietnamese teams and the Southeast Asian teams? See, that's uh, tough. The dangerous Oceania teams. Legacy are, well, are we so if we made the assumption for Golden Guardians that they would end up number one, we'd have to make the same assumption for FlyQuest, I think, because they've I do been... think, yeah, I do think Power of Evil would just boss around a lot of those wildcard midlaners. Like, I do think like he is a cut above a lot of those. Like, unless you know, you know, aside from you know the fourth seed Chinese team third LCK team. I don't see those. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is, the big thing when talking about NA teams uh, in the three spot, and even, honestly, LEC teams in Mm. the four spot, is that if they lose enough games in their group, they will have to face Mm. a a, a, uh, a third seed Korean team or a fourth seed Chinese team, and that's going to be tough. Like, the four, whatever four teams qualify from China are looking pretty tough. Um, and, And I'd argue... The, the supposed three teams that would qualify when you're looking at Korea would also be pretty tough. So assuming they get first, they're not making it out of group stages. I still think it, it like things would, again, things would have to break super, super well, I think for FlyQuest to make it to quarters. Okay, yeah. So... I'd, put, I'd put them group stage plaza. They're going to go with, you know, the Olive Garden. They'll have fun with God Gilius and, and Tanner time, and they'll they'll have a nice little powwow in Group Stage Plaza. Uh, I'd probably put them in between those two teams. I think they're they're below Schalke, above Golden Guardians. I would, it's, it's, they're all three very close, but I would probably put them. I was gonna say you second. guys are really high in Schalke. I, I consider them like very huh. similar to Golden Guardians in terms of mm. like their trajectory. Maybe I'm, I guess. maybe I'm a bit down in North America. I mean that's fair. I'm like I'm like you. That is fair. Esteemed yeah. LCS uh, analyst Tyler Rosberger. Uh, I'm being so pessimistic. I mean, you, know you have to be honest about how bad your region. You know what? You know what? Arda? <laughs> I I changed my mind. You know, I believe in Mr. Poe. I believe in Ignar, who loves North America more than any other player who's ever played in this region. He just loves NA so dang much. He loves solo Q and NA. Uh, I Saint Horn and all the gang there. Let's put them above Schalke. I'll put them above Schalke. They're, they're the top of group stage plaza for me so far. I'll Arda, thought, Arda totally thought you were changing your mind about Schalke, not FlyQuest. Yeah. Oh, that was like, oh, yeah. No. 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 His face is just like, no. I, no. I, tr- I, do tr- I do trust Power of Evil more than Abadage. I do think Power of Evil is grimly underrated when we talk about mid laners in North America. I still yeah. think he is 
a very fine mid laner, even though he does make some weird, you know, item choices as he's always has been. He does make LS kind of you know what though when doing so so in his defense he is really smart about why he's yeah. making those choices like he it's does not have a, like, he backs it up he backs it up yeah i think i think when you talk about uh because what ls is like so great at honestly mm. and what i really appreciate him for is doing things in a vacuum where like this is going to be the optimal thing for if everything plays out correctly like that's where i think his value as an analyst really shines what I did like about PoE's response is that he was like, I did the math and, and this is why I did it and et cetera, et cetera. So he's really smart about, uh, even if you disagree with his item choices, he does not do them just because they like, quote unquote, feel good, which I think is a lot of LS's ire against a lot of players is that they'll just be like, well, this feels really good. So I'll play it. And then LS just, you know, pulls more of his hair out. For me, for, for FlyQuest, <laughs> I'm going to be a bit optimistic. I'll put them at top of Group Sage Plaza so far. They're okay. not going to quarterfinal village, but they'll, they'll, they can hang out at Olive Garden. Yeah, no, no, no quarterfinal village, no semifinal palace. Group yeah. Stage Plaza is where they're staying. So, just to recap here so far, we've done four teams. Rogue, we're saying top eight slash top four. Mm. Kind of a mix there, but we've, we landed on top eight. Golden Guardians groups. Schalke four groups, FlyQuest groups. Yes. So that's three groups, three teams not making it out of groups so far. I imagine the next team that we're going to talk about here will fall in that category as well. Evil Geniuses. Oh. Yeah, I mean, so I liked some things I saw from EG in their in their most recent series. Um... I think that they had a much more definitive play style when they had Chisuke on the lineup. Um, because I feel like Huni also has a very definitive play style. Like, you know, he, like, I even talked to him about this in my interview with him, but like, he is always going to be like super fast on the trigger finger to TP bot to help out his bot lane, to help out with bot lane skirmishes or dragon fights. He, you know, his his finger is like always on that TP button, right? Because he really wants to TP in and, and help his teammates. And that's always been his style and combined with his laning style. I think people say that he's inconsistent when I actually think he's like very consistent in terms of how he plays. And so it depends on how a team plays around him. I feel like EG uh, hasn't figured, like it took them a little while to figure out how they want to use Jizuke, right? In spring. And they evolved their play style to the point where it it became, uh, I would say, like really solid around like how they want to play. I feel like they haven't found that foot same footing with uh, Huni yet, um, which could happen. But I also think, yeah, they they probably also wouldn't make it out of groups. Uh, EG again, I'd be looking at them as a third a third seed. Eg, I think I don't think they would lose in qualifiers. I don't think they'd get eliminated in qualifiers. I do think they would get to Group Stage Plaza. But I would be scared for them as a third seed in, as a North American team. They're a very swingy team, even you know with Juke or Fumi. It's very tough to know what you're going to get on the day. Golden Blue, who I think is a very solid mid laner. I do think even against these like Vietnamese mid laners, like we're like Vietnam's not a joke. Like the second seed Vietnam team is not going to be a pushover. It's not going to be just a laughing park. You know, Turkey, Oceania, Japan, like. Like, these have really good mid laners who Gold Blue's not just going to crush. Like, this is going to be a hard fight. 
I think they do have an edge if Sanskaran is playing to the best of his abilities. Again, he's another been a very swingy player. Bang and Zazel should do fine against those teams. I do think they make it out of qualifiers, but it's not as simple. And I would they, they again as as the in a hypothetical world where all these teams make worlds, I do think they would make it to group stage plaza, but they do feel like another this would be another like oh hey, they went one and five, two and four group stages. Maybe three and three, mm-hmm. losing a tiebreaker. Like, I, I they're very swingy. That, but I don't, I don't see them as a quarterfinal team. Even if they swing all, you know, they all hit their jackpots on the right day. I, I think they would still have a difficult time making top eight unless they get a very doable. Group. Yeah, they'd have to really look out with a group. And I don't, and I think the Jizuke. I don't. We don't even know what the Jizuke bridge is, right? Like in your mind, maybe Kumo and Jizuke is the superior lineup. But I do think they looked quite. I think they look better with Jazuke and Kumo in the lineup, but is that is that bridge burned? Like, is that something that they can't recover? I know Jazuke, from what we know, is he's helped a lot and he's been a good teammate, but I don't know if you throw him back in, if the synergy is going to still be there after such a long layoff and kind of basically admitting that Golden Glue was going to be the, the starter for the rest of the season. So I think they're going to stage Plaza. They probably... I would say they're it's it's either above or below Golden Guardians. Yeah. I actually like Golden Guardians a bit more so, right now. So. I'm I'm much higher on Golden Guardians than I am. Yeah. On so let's put each in the bottom right plaza. They're getting the last plate at all of them. They're not, I would, they're not. I would give a better chance for March Evil Geniuses the way they played to qualify for Spring playoffs with Jizuke having that monster month and literally being the star player getting uh player of uh, match mvp several times i think he set the record in the lcs that split not overall but like most in that split i believe and that evil geniuses team i would give that team a better chance of getting out of groups at worlds than i would the team going to hypothetically going the way they are right now. I thought that that team was really good and their momentum was... They, they reminded me of Schalke in a way. They, they had this improbable journey and they had this incredible march that cemented them in playoffs and they looked really, really good. So... Well, we have four straight teams uh, that we have uh, placed firmly into group stage plaza. This next team, we will certainly predict to go higher, but how much higher is really sure? the question here. Are you sure, Arda? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm positive. It's a it's a big positive. It's a big plaza. I'm positive about this. I guess I'm gonna hear whether you're positive about this. Now we're talking about gamers too. Where does G two go at Worlds 2020? I believe in them still. I'm I call me a sucker. Call me a fool. Call me whatever you like. But I still believe if I'm gonna bet on if I'm betting on a team to make top four from these Western teams. I'm betting G2. I feel in the heart of hearts when the season's over. They, they turn it on when they need to. I still believe in these five guys. I still think Caps is one of the best players in the world. We've seen a lot less craps this season, a lot more claps. I think Perks will get it turned on by World Championships. I think going to China, I think going into that environment where it's going to be all about League of Legends and, and quarantining and playing and playing the best teams in the world in that bubble-like format... I think I'm putting them in. I'm th- I think they go to Final Four Palace. I think they're making it all the way to the Golden Palace. I don't know if they're going to make the World Finals. I'm not saying they're going to win. But I do think this is a team in my heart of hearts. If you're telling me 
are they going to finish in groups? Are they going to finish in uh, the quarterfinal village? If they can go to the final four, I would say I still believe them as a final four team. I still believe in G2. Emily, your mic is muted. <laughs> it's because my neighbor's dogs are barking. Um, the, the Eventually, big thing... the dogs will have to make an appearance on the show. I know. Just I'll, I'll just open my door and invite them in. They come in sometimes. <laughs> um, I think I think the big thing about G2, in addition to what Tyler said, is that we already know this team is capable of making a world's final. Um, we already know, like, like it's really difficult to doubt this roster when we know what they're capable of. And on top of that, uh, one thing, one like narrative in the LEC that was kind of overshadowed, uh, either because people were just kind of expecting G2 to turn it on or because you had stories like, um, you know, uh, everyone fighting for the final few playoff spots, um, Origin not making it, Chalke making their miracle run. Um, G2's like six game win streak got completely overshadowed, but they had a strong like improvement on the back half of their split. And they are like, if you, if you look at that, they're ramping up at the right time. This is a team that has a lot of experience, um, traveling, going to international events, winning international events. Um, I think, I think they could make another world's finals, but I definitely think they, if if G two if the G two we know and love show up, they will be a semifinalist team at least. Well, one thing is for sure that at least G two has exercised the demon of losing to FPX at least across all esports. They just defeated FPX in fair. a major tournament in Valorant, so at least that's not hanging over their heads. But well, Arda, I have a question. Arda, I have a question for Arda. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, 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 if Group Size Plaza has like Red Lobster and Olive Garden, what, what, what are they serving at the Final Four Palace? Like, what kind of restaurants are in this in the Final Four? Like, what's the high end dining that they're going to experience in the, the Final Four Plaza or the Final Four Palace? Definitely Michelin star restaurants. Mm. I'm going to say one star, though, because the finals, the top two teams, that's uh. where they're at, like, the the penthouse suite at the Bellagio, right? Like, I don't know what the name of that is, but it's got to be, like, the most exquisite of locations where that's I, where your three-star restaurant, three-star Michelin. Compared to, like, you know how you can go to those Chinese restaurants that, like, uh, in, in Shanghai, I'm talking about where like you have uh, basically you can sit down and eat an entire meal that was similar to what the uh, like old Chinese dynasties uh, oh, ate. Like you can, that. it's basically like like an insane oh. just like spread of like really really insane like food. I would. I say. did that in Beijing when I was there I for 2017 Worlds. It's a very I was... awesome experience. I yeah. What was that like? What was that I had, experience I had, like? I had roasted duck. It was awesome. That's where they took the presents and stuff. They took Obama there and he was present. Like I had roasted duck. It was awesome. It, that, that's what I got for making the finals of Worlds of 2017. There you it was go. A really big moment for me. So <laughs> hopefully, you know these teams. You know, American the presidents, <laughs> ESPN <laughs> esports Tyler's reporters, Tyler's same Tyler's restaurant. Restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> duck is great. I do think if I had to call the final two spot, like the finals, what that would be called in like our, you know, this theoretical world we're creating, I would call it like the no Western teams allowed club. Yeah, sure you. Yeah, for GT. <laughs> 
Maybe G2 gets the, the no Western The no club Western club. teams allowed club, the the uh eastern the east eastern part of the world Illuminati yeah. only. Yeah. That's it. They're just allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think I'd put G uh, G2 in the, the the highest rank. I think they are I still believe in them. I think they've shown it before and I think that once they hit Shanghai, once they get into that quarantine bubble, they're they're gonna turn it on. So let's take a look at all the teams as we have ranked them so far. We still have a few more teams to go. But here is our tier list as it stands. You see a lot of teams in the group stage. No teams in the play-in stage. We have a lot of faith in the Western teams that are to qualify for Worlds to at least get to the group stage. So at least there is some before. faith there. It's never happened. Yeah, so, they so we're, been, we're assuming it'll as never be happening. As bad as NA has looked, uh, right. they have not been eliminated in play-ins. So, yes. so we have that faith. Yes. Yeah, so we're not. We're saying yes. so far that will yes. not happen this year. So far, according to our list. So we far. haven't gotten through the whole thing yet, uh. so we'll see. The other team that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on, the really what was, at least until the middle of summer split, the singular biggest hope for NA that absolutely uh, dominated the spring split and then saw some speed bumps in the road going into summer. I'm talking about cloud nine. How will my boy Niski do on the world stage this year? Emily, let's start with you on this one. What do you think? Um, so I think I maintain that like the, again, the most frustrating thing about this C9 team is that um, they they can't like like I would hope that C9 are just like okay the moment we qualify for Worlds we're flying to China like ASAP we're boot camping against better teams like we're getting all of this set up now um, so we're ready uh, you know if slash when we do qualify because I I maintain that if C9 gets enough practice against teams that are not in North America they can be a very strong team. Like they basically need to get their butts kicked by other teams so that they can learn and improve. Um, that being said, as they've been playing right now in North America, I would not put them past quarterfinals um, because they've been pretty shaky. And, and yes, I do think part of that is because they're trying to, uh, try out different ways of playing different champion picks. Like they've, they've said that before. Um, but I also think that to some extent, other teams have kind of tried to figure out what they, what they want to do and really started attacking uh, Niski specifically, because I think he's definitely like the, the backbone of what C9 wants to do. Um, so yeah, like as, as they're playing right now, I think they don't make it past quarterfinals. But do I think this team has like the potential to actually possibly be a semifinalist team? I mean, yes, I think they're better than the C9 team that did make semifinals in 2018. They are better than that 2018 uh, Cloud9 team that didn't make it. But the thing about that Cloud9 team was a meta unfolded during mm -hmm. yeah, during the boot camp. A meta shift change that destroyed Genji and a lot of these slower paced teams. RNG, they were never they forget. Were, they were in the group of Vitality who kind of kickstarted that. They played it better than Vitality. They got out of the group out, instead of Vitality. They got into the top eight. They, they they destroyed Afrika. I was there live. Destroyed Afrika. All the South Korean fans were very sad that day when Licorice bonked the Baron with his Orn hammer. Great moment in North American League of Legends history. I'd love to sit here and say they can join G2 in the Final Four Palace, eating those Michelin star restaurants. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna be 
a bit more cautious with my optimism. I do think they make it out of groups. I do firmly believe they make it out of groups. I do think a lot of their their, their follies, the split, have been complacency. I do think they have felt like they are by far the best team in North America. I think they still believe that even in their hearts of hearts right now, even when they aren't doing the best and they statistically aren't the best team of Team Liquid as number one, I do think they believe they are by far the best team. I do believe they will still win the Summer Championship. And I do think at groups, give them time, get into the bubble, get to play those damn ones and the DRXs if DRX makes it, maybe, hopefully. You know, the top esports and the, the JDGs. I do think they can learn in a quick enough time and develop. And I, I believe in Reaper. I think at the end of the day, it's all about Reaper, right? Where if you give Reaper a month in the bubble, do you trust him to lay out the best strategies and plans for C9 to make it out of groups? I think they have the, the roster to do it. I think they have the talent to do it. And I think they have the coach to do it. Well, it is, I, and as jokey and as fun as we say this team is, they, they're serious. They they're so serious. want to just get yeah. out of NA and play other teams. Yeah. Like, I remember when I tweeted how sad it was, like, mid-season, Licorice favorited my tweet. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, like, this is a team that, like, wants to improve. Like, they desperately like, want to get better. And, and not only that, like, I even asked a couple of them in interviews, just concerns. Like, okay, even before we knew that this was going to be in a Shanghai bubble, I mean, Worlds. I, I've been asking players all split. Are you concerned about traveling? Like just the idea of look at what's happening with other leagues in traditional sports where some players are opting not to play the season because of concerns. Are you concerned? Like, is there any sort of uh, thought in the back of your mind that you don't want to go? And none of the C9 players, they, every single one of them yeah, insta-locked their answers. They're like, yep, no, we're going. We, we want to be there. We are going to, we want to safely be there, but we want to be there. So the, it, it, to me, the vibe was they want to be the first team there. Like they're, they might even show up early. They, 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 they might even set the table for everyone else. They, they I might even get group stage plaza ready for every I mean, other team. Yeah, Jack has a history of yeah, like, that's a history like that buying plane tickets. Yep. Yeah, like he's just like we're going. Like we, we've got this. Like we're getting on the plane yep. as soon as we qualify. Yep. Yeah. And so, I hope they do that too. I, I hope they have the visas. If they have the visa set and they qualify, I hope they're on the the flight that very same night to Shanghai. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. all, it's a good thing is where they don't have to travel. They don't have to boot camp in Korea. They don't have to do anything. The boot camping is going to happen in the same area for everyone else. They're going to get to mm -hmm. China and they're and they're hopefully going to get three weeks to a month of pure just grinding, playing, playing solo queue, playing against the best teams in the world. And I do think a player like Blabber, and I, I've said this many times before, I think Blabber is has the highest ceiling of any North American player of all time. And I will stand behind that. I do think his ceiling is the highest of any player we've ever had in North America. If he gets that time to play against those junglers, he gets the time with him and Niski and them. These guys get to play against the best of the best. I do think they want this enough that they are going to grind the hell out of the bubble. I think complacency has bit them in the behind the summer split. I still believe in them in this bubble. Mm -hmm. And believing them is top eight. And I, well, I'm not thinking like, oh, they're going to make the world finals. They're going to make a dream happen. They're going to do a God Gilius. I'm not going full art here. I'm not going to believe in Santa Claus being real. <laughs> Santa Claus isn't real. Leprechauns are fake. You know, joy in the world is very fleeting. Everyone dies. Life is sad. And the same thing with C9 is North America, I'm hoping for a top eight. That's what I'm believing in. Yay. But I think they can do it. Man, Tyler, I'm depressed now. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Can we think of the transience of life that makes things yeah. beautiful, Arda? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Thank you.
All right, listen, now it's the time that Chad has been waiting for. Chad has been waiting for us to talk about one team and one team only. And of course, we have to mention this team. And that time has finally come, Chad. Okay, it's time for you all to pop off and give your hot takes for one of the most respected brands in esports and polarizing as well. Of course, I'm talking about SK Gaming. I, I thought TSM was going to be TSM, actually. Uh, ooh, I was prepping myself for the TSM hot takes. Um, right. SK is one of the teams that we do know is going to have visa issues, uh, which makes me concerned if they make it as Europe's yeah. seed. Do you want to call um, fires? You guys know yeah. that could be hurt. Ooh, a rookie, a rookie to the wolves. We, yeah, we have not seen their jungler, and from what I, again, like I, I will fully admit that I did not watch him in the European leagues, but I heard the team he was on, his mid laner did a lot for him, uh, and his, and the mid laner was the star of that team. So, um, in talking to people who follow the EU regionals a lot more closely than I do, um, I think that it's going to be difficult if Trick helps this team qualify in in like a fourth seed, and then they. Like they they could just because of the roster change have a very difficult time in play-ins. They would have to qualify as three and up for me to say that group stages is is a definite like end point for them, and that would be because they wouldn't be making it out of groups. Like it's what? really difficult. It's really difficult for me to believe in a team when I know that they. Like, again, all the other teams, we can make the assumption this is with their full roster. They're not going to have any major visa issues, but we already know SK's visa issues. So it's hard for me to evaluate this team without Trick. And that's why if, like, with the caveat that if they end in four seed, I think it'd still be pretty difficult for them to get out because I think they'd lose a few games in groups and maybe not make it out of the first seed in their group, which means they'd be facing probably another major region team depending on how the na team went um and that'd be really tough for sk to go up against like a, a china a china four or uh, a korea three yeah i think this team might be the toughest of place when we're saying would they be for the first western team to fall in qualifier hell and, it, and it's difficult to really say i the whole having rookie coming in with Trick help you qualify, and that's always a dicey proposition. And I'm not saying they're worse than any of these NATs with Trick, right? We're not saying Trick's SK is worse than Evil Geniuses or Golden Guardians. We're just saying we trust Golden Guardians and EG who've been playing together far longer than uh, having you know their starter and jungler not being able to go to Worlds due to visa issues. I still think they get through qualifiers. It's it's really hard for me to really bet against a Western team to not make it out because, A, it's never happened before. It has to happen, though, right? I mean, we always saw in, like, March Madness, oh, a 16 will never be a one seed. That happened. It's going to happen. One of these Western teams are going to screw up and become the laughing stock of the legalized world by not making it through qualifiers. I still would say the group stage plaza. I think, like, they make it a group stage plaza with bruises on their face. They're bloody. You know they lost a limb, known as Trick. Like they, like they're not, they're not in one piece making the group stage so, plaza. So we put them. Let's put them at the very bottom yeah. of group stage yeah. here. I put them at the bottom of group stage just because there's so much uncertainty about their lineup. Uh, who knows? They might be better with their new jungler, and then they could be better than those other any teams. But 
I do think it's a very difficult thing when it comes to visa issues. And the thing is, that might happen for some other teams yeah. in our listing. Mm-hmm. It's just that no, we, we just report, don't know. Yeah. Jacob Wolf is on the hunt. The Wolf Bomb is, you know, he's he's lurking. He knows that we, we've heard <laughs> that there's other visas that might not be able to get into the country. So if that happens and one of these other teams lose a star player, they are very we throw them to qualifier hell. Like if EG loses one of their best players due to each issues, qualifier hell. FlyQuest, same thing. Schalke, same thing. Like I do think SK though, we've not against they've been they've been the underdogs the entire season. I don't think it would be fair to put them in qualifier hell, but I do think they make it out of their very bloody so. Yeah, it's a last in group stage here. Yeah. All right, Chad, I've trolled you enough. Now we're going to talk about TSM. Where do they live? Oh, yeah. Whew. Let's hold I know. I, I don't think talent-wise, I don't think talent-wise they would lose Qualifier Hell. But doesn't it feel like this team and everything behind them, it just feels like this would be the team to lose in Qualifier Hell? Like, this would be the first Western yes. team to... Like, yes, it it, does. Every, every, everything feels like this would happen. Where I can see Arda being like, guys, time to talk about it. First team ever, the first Western <laughs> team to ever not make it out of qualifiers. TSM, what went wrong? And then, like, 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 like I can see it. It's so there. Like, it's something like it's not shocking if that happens because you can just see the storylines unraveling. But even though I'm sure a lot of chat saying qualifiers, 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 I do think that like they have the right blend of experience and talent. Where I don't think Bjergsen would let them. Fall qualifiers. I do think Bjergsen would he would drag this team to top to the group stages if it, if it cost him his last life. Like he would do it. But Spika in qualifiers scares me. I know Spika has a lot of potential, but he's had some really bad games this play, and he's looked better as of late. But the Golden Guardian series gives me a lot of wary. Like sure, ooh, they beat Dignitas, ooh. They beat the five and thirteen Dignitas. <laughs> like I don't think anyone. I think any team they face at Worlds in the qualifiers is going to be better than that Dignitas team. So they're going to have to be a lot better than Golden Guardians to do anything in the group stages. I, I, my my trust in this team is is not really there. And I'm not. I'm going to say group stage plaza. I'm going to say the bomb group stage plaza. I I. But I like oh, just inside of me, like you can see it. Like as a North American reporter, as someone who who regularly backs and wants to see NA succeed on the global level and national level, I can just I can just see all the tweets at me when TSM loses the qualifiers. It, it's I'm already envisioning. So, it, but for me, I'm saying. Okay, yeah, so I'll where are we putting it? Maybe yeah. just above SK. Like, I do not believe yeah. in this TSM team at all. Maybe it's because, again, like, I don't think a win over Dignitas is super impressive. And their Golden Guardian series was not great. Uh, they They kind of looked progressively worse as that series went on. They didn't seem to have some... They didn't seem to have uh, had some answers for what GGS were throwing at them, uh, despite the fact that, you know, GGS weren't weren't picking anything, like, super extraordinary. Um, yes, I'm talking about the Morgana. Uh, I think, you know, like, uh, it's really hard for me to believe in this TSM team, but, again, I mean, if they don't, if they, if they qualify as, 
is NA3 and they don't make they don't make groups that would certainly uh. be a story. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's put them like just above SK. I would put SK above if they had Trick, obviously. But since we already know that he won't be going with them to Worlds, that's where I'd put TSM right now. I don't really have a lot of faith in this team. This crazy to—it's—it's it's, it's crazy to think that this is how we're talking about a team that has Double Lift and Bjergsen on it. I mean, especially they tried to, they since tried the last to run time they back, spoke, essentially. Yeah, like, and running of, it back didn't, it didn't work, work as well as yeah, yeah, as well as they thought. Uh, okay, fanatic. Ugh. That's a. <laughs> also, also that's, group that's all we need. Yeah, I feel. That's I it. feel. I feel exactly about fanatic <laughs> as I do about TSM right now. <laughs> that should tell you how much faith I have, which is which is really frustrating again because whenever you look at. Fnatic, like for example, they weren't supposed to make it out of their group last year, right? With RNG and, and SKT. That was like the group of death because Fnatic was in there as well. Um, and any two of those three teams could have made it out and they still did end up making it out. Um, I feel similarly about this Fnatic team, like I said, as I do TSM um, right now, where I think they haven't shown a lot of answers for what other teams are throwing at them. And they really seem to be stuck on a few specific picks, which previously, when we talk about Fnatic teams, we're like, okay, this is their strength, right? This is how they want to play. But this past season, it hasn't worked out that way. So, um, I, again, I still say group stages. I don't think, I don't, I don't see Fnatic, especially this Fnatic team falling, like if they made EU4, I don't see them falling in, in qualifiers, but it's really difficult for me to bet on this team exiting group stages. I mean, I know anything can happen in groups, but based on their split performance, it's been rough. Too experienced to fall in the qualifiers. I don't, similarly to TSM, I don't think they would fall in qualifiers. Much better. I think they're a better team than TSM. Flat out. So I think qualifiers is, is would have to be a, an embarrassing collapse. And, you know, if it has had some to the split, so it's not 100%, but I do feel like 95%, 90% they would make it out of qualifiers. I, yeah, I think group stage pause is where they're going to end up. Group stage pause is a happening place. A lot of these teams are hanging out yeah. there. You know, a lot of Olive Garden talk, you know, hanging around the pool, lots of chilling, relaxing, watching as the better teams go on to higher and better places. And I think Fnatic coming in the split, they thought they would be one of those teams in the higher, better place, right? They they made such an aggressive move to get self-made, where he was probably one of the, the highest-profile free agents, and they got him, and he was so good early on. He looked so incredibly, looked like this game-breaking type of player, and I don't think he's been poor. I don't think he's been terrible, but Fnatic, I would put... Just as similar as I could see TSM just blowing up and falling in the qualifiers, I also think in the same similar fence in the opposite direction, I could see us being like, wow, fanatic, top eight again. Yeah, they sure how pulled they, it together. How, how, did, how did they, they do? do it? Yeah, how did they do it? Reckless does it again. Oh my yeah. god. They go four and two in the stages to win a tiebreaker over, you know, DRX to eliminate them. What a Actually, I what can a see stick. that all too yeah. easily, knowing DRX. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. Doran falls apart against Quippo. What a shocker. P.O. Sick gets slapped by self-made. Like, as much as we look down on Fnatic in their season, 
they do have some of that G2 in them, right? Where they they have the talent and experience, and they've shown that they can turn it on at the World Championship level, where Reckless does get out group stages a lot. They made the top four two years ago. They made quarterfinals mm-hmm. last year. They had a very tough quarterfinals matchup last split versus the eventual champions. So I put them at the top of group stage plaza because if I'm in- imagining in my head, like hypothetically, which one of these teams I can see making the top eight, I would probably say Fnatic is most likely because I can really see us as being like, wow, talent trumps chemistry. Like they broke through again. Like they not might not be the happiest team in the world. Like Reckless might still have another interview like he did last year. He's like, yeah, we did have we did have a lot of fun. Like, we didn't have a lot of fun with these guys. It wasn't that great. It was it was a pretty uh, it was it was one, a great experience. But one I thing think, that oh no, sorry, go. No, no, I was gonna say like I feel like I would personally put them at the top of my group stage plaza. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing about Fnatic is also that we've seen them perform well. Yeah, like unlike a team like for example TSM. We've seen them perform really poorly. Um, we haven't we and we haven't seen them perform like super super well. I don't think, but Fnatic we have seen perform very well uh, across this year. So despite their problems in summer, I think at the very least we have a blueprint for what a like really strong Fnatic team looks like based on some of their spring performances. So that's something to also consider too, is because they definitely have the talent to like be able to pull it together. So yeah, like some more towards the top of groups. Also, the last thing on Fnatic I think is, in this like high pickle world where this team makes worlds, Europe is much tougher than North America. Where I think TSM playing poorly could still make it as a third seed. Where I do think Fnatic, if they make it to worlds, yeah. they need to play play at least pretty well. So I think if Fnatic makes it to worlds, they're going to be in a pretty good shape. So I still would say Fnatic is a is the top group plaza team in my opinion. Look, all I'm saying is I really hope the Olive Garden at Group Stage Plaza is is loading up on breadsticks because this all-you-can-eat is going to be absolutely abused by all the teams that we're putting into Group Stage Plaza right now. That's all There's I'm a, saying. I mean, all the Asian teams are just, like, waving to them as they go to Quarterfinal Village. They're just, like, they, they <laughs> quick little, like, oh, it's, oh, look, it's top. Oh, have fun, guys, and it's. Oh, it's Damon! Hey, oh, you're leaving already? Like, you, like all the Asian teams are just fun. You just through. got here. Where are you going? Oh, oh man, you went six and zero in group stages. We we're gonna, we're gonna play charades tonight. You don't want to join us? Oh, JD Gaming. Oh, well, I want some food now. Oh, oh, you want? Oh, you have another party to get to. Like, I understand. Oh, okay. You, you, you don't, you don't mess with all you can eat salad. You have Michelin <laughs> no. star restaurants yep. to attend. Yep. Team Liquid, the coaching staff mm. of the year in the LCS, Jat and Company. Where are they ending up? Groups. This, mm, but mm, Emily, Emily, let's 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 think about this. Impact, world champion, Broxa, world finalist, Jensen, MSI finalist and world semifinalist, Tactical, poor JJ, world champion. Together, look at how much experience they have. How much international glory they've achieved. Jazz. He's been to almost every world final. He's been to a lot of world finals, Emily. How can you better as a man, a coach who's been to so many world finals? My counter is that (laughs) their play this (laughs) Um, I don't want to dunk on TL too much. I think um, I think they have like some very obvious strengths and some very obvious weaknesses. I will say this, 
the thing about TL's playstyle and the playstyle they've found is that they need to execute it at a lot stronger of a level than they are executing it right now in order to make quarterfinals. Because if you play the way TL is playing right now against a JDG or even a top who I don't think like top are very bloody, but I would, I'm not going to name them as like the number one proactive team in China. They will absolutely stomp you early. So they need to like with the way that TL are playing right now. So they would need to get in a group where their play style, which is very slow and they've said this, they like talking to Broxa, they said they do want to like, they have landed on this very more like methodical, classical, traditional style. If you play that way, you have to execute it perfectly. And I don't think TL are executing it anywhere near perfectly. And that's why I have to join the legions of people who don't believe that TL is as good as their record has, has shown from, from summer split. I do think they'll make worlds as mm. as one of NA's teams. I don't think they'll make it in. I think they'll make it above the uh, above the qualifier. Yeah, they're, I, they're one of the teams I would probably trust the most in qualifiers. To be honest, like if yeah. I'm looking for um, all these teams, like I feel like there is a team designed to stomp out pesky. Yeah, and, and they know, like to, to their credit, they know how they want to play, right? Yeah. So they have a play style. They're not just kind of like doing whatever. Um, but at, but at the same time, like with that specific play style going up against um, not even, so not even a Chinese team, but like you go up against Dragon X, like Dragon X do a lot of dumb things, but they will attack you early. Damn one will also attack you early. If you try Very to play that well. style. Yeah. yeah. If you try to play that style against them, it's not going to work unless you're playing it perfectly and TL aren't playing it perfectly. So where are we putting them? Final answer is? Group stage. Group stage plaza. They're either above or behind Fnatic for me. I think I think they're those so, are the two teams where I could be like, Yeah, there's a chance. Like they like there's like a there's there's a definite possible world where we have a show where art is like, Team Liquid! They pulled it off. Like it's not it's not like a miracle happening, like God Gilly is making the world finals, but it's possible. I'd probably put them behind Fnatic just because by better. by miracle you mean easy probability. I understand exactly what you're saying yeah, okay. there. I'm just yeah. reading between the lines there, Tyler. Do you realize that there are only we only have one team left? We're gonna get to them in a second. <laughs> we have only put three teams: Rogue, <laughs> G2, <laughs> and Cloud9 <laughs> outside of Group Stage Plaza. Can I just make I mean, that point? Olive Garden is gonna go I out of business. About, that's how I feel about the West right now. Yeah. Like, this this summed up the this summed up the West quite well, Arda. This comes to the West quite well, where there's a few diamonds in the rough. And just think if like we were doing every team, LPL and we include LCK teams in this, maybe we'll do that next week or the week after. Like sure. there's a lot more partying going on. There's a lot more high dying. The clubs up in, you know, Final Four Palace and the quarterfinal village are popping invasion team. Rookie there's and, a, and also just a lot, There's also just a lot more defined play styles, I yeah. think. That that's why I give like G two credit. Um, I give Fnatic credit. I give the last team that we're going to talk about credit for that as well. That we well, have. Continue, continue yet. your thought. Let's get right into it. Mad Lions, Mad the Lions. Flopping Fish. My team. Qualifiers. What? Get out of here. Qualifiers. Qualifiers. <laughs> You're just mad that done. I See you later. Goodbye, Carzy. Um, I hope you enjoy your Flopping Fish <laughs> celebrations <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> His shadow is just sitting there sadly uh, playing his uh, his glass <laughs> that he stole off of the desk. Um, yeah. I think 
So I've been no, uh, it has been no secret of how much I love Mad Lions and what they brought to the LEC, both in game and out of game, be it their play style or their victory celebrations. Um, I actually feel exactly the same about them as I do feel about Rogue, where I think they get a strong break uh, and they could be a semifinalist team, but I would, I would still kind of put them in, in quarterfinals. Um, like I, I think them, them and Rogue are two teams that I can, I will never, I will not be shocked if they like, I won't be like, oh my gosh, I'm totally floored that this team made semifinals because again, reiterating, we never know the, the, how the bracket is going to end up. We never know, like, like you can never get the way that League of Legends seating works right now. Um, a definitive like uh, evenness across the board in terms of how strong these teams are. Um, so if they get a lucky break, I think they can make semis, but I would put them solidly in quarterfinals. Okay. Making some progress out of group I stage mean, plaza, Mad Lions. Yeah, Good job. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think Ro I mean, Rogue and Mad Lions are pretty much like brother and sister, right? Like they've been, they're family, they're kin at this point. They can't think of one without the other. They're the new age G2 fanatic where they're kind of hand in hand with everything they go. And I do think like Rogue and Mad Lions both hang out in group stage plaza for a bit. They say hello, they do their condolences. Hi, Team Liquid. Hi, NA. Oh, you look terrible, EG. Like, oh, you should have played Jazuke. Like, they give their condolences in, in group stage plaza, have bridge stick or two. They go four, two, five, one in the group stage. They pop up into the quarterfinals, into the quarterfinal village. I do think, I do agree with Emily where this is the team, if they get on a run, if they get the right side of the bracket, similarly to C9 in 2018, I do think mm -hmm. the team, Mad, Mad's better than the C9 team from 2018, but I do think they have that similar approach where if they get the right matchups, they have the right mechanical skill where they can just break down a team if a team's playing slow. I think they would match up well with a few of the Asian teams. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, picked, I picked Rogue top four. Uh, and as a Rogue fanboy, that was a lot of Rogue fanboyness coming out of me in that moment. I think I think quarterfinal plaza is a... It's, no, no, not quarterfinal. Uh, the quarterfinal village is probably the place where we would be most safe. I think them and Rogue hanging out, you know, yeah, I put them like exactly even with Rogue. Yeah. I mean, just if you want to, if you want to keep Rogue above them, just because yeah. Rogue beat them in the in the regular season most recently, uh, hmm. like and and finished ahead of them. They're above. And C9. already qualified. Yeah. Go for it. They're, but like, I don't, I don't think they go any lower than like right below Rogue. And even then, again, I see them exactly similar. Where I'm like quarterfinals, definitely. Hmm semifinals maybe depending on how strong or weak the their side of the bracket is so so yeah. to further the food analogy here what we're saying is mad lions are going to save their appetite by going to olive garden for lunch but yeah. they're not going to they're not going to indulge in the all you can no. eat breadsticks they're going to leave the carbs alone and they're just going to have a salad yeah. then they're going to go to top eight village but they're still not going to top out there because they feel like they can have a more exquisite meal in Top 4 Palace. The problem is they're going to undereat in the village and then they're going to go home hungry because they won't be able to experience the palace. That's yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. No, it's actually a fitting analogy, right? Where I, do think, I do think they're set up as a team that, you know, in every anime, my friends, all the weebs out there, like there's always the anime where the main characters got to go to the tournament and they get pretty far, but then they lose to a much better, 
more experienced teams in the top eight, the semifinals, or before they can really make that deep run into the tournament. I see that for Mad Lions, right? Where I definitely see a world where they make top eight. They might even top their group. They might have a very good group stage where they go number one, but then they play a team like IG, where everyone goes, oh man, there's no way Mad Lions can beat I or lose to IG. IG looks terrible. And IG, with their experience, with just their pure mechanical skill, beats them, or a Damwon, or a Top, or a JDG. And I think of all these Asian teams that I, I feel a little bit more comfortable about, a little bit more confident about than Mad Lions, who are so young and experienced and going to Worlds, traveling to Shanghai into this bubble format might be a bit of a culture shock. It might be a lot more difficult for a lot of the team, you know. So I say top eight is a very respectable finish for them. I do think they have potential for top four, even a finals run, if everything lines up perfectly. But I, I think to be a bit more cautious, I say I would rank them a below row in front of Cloud9 in quarterfinal village. Okay, so to tie a bow on our rankings, here is where we stand. Top four, the only team we put there in the palace is G2. In the village, we got Mad Lions, Rogue, and Cloud9, and then any other Western team, no matter who they are, Olive Garden for you. We I hope really you enjoy all you can eat breast sticks. Yeah. So there you go. This is how we have ranked every single Western team in the event that they make uh, worlds. Certainly everyone agrees. Nobody will disagree with anything that we have said here. So we only have a couple minutes left on the show. This will certainly make you wonder, well, if you've only put one team in the top four, who else are you putting there? Which leads me to my last haiku of the show. We now say ni hao to quick LPL discourse. Still world's favorite. Emily, why are the LPL going to run away with it again this year? Um, I mean, I think if you look at whoever is qualifying from LPL and I know Tyler and I disagree on this. Well, actually I don't even disagree. Don't I just, disagree. I just, I just want FPX to make it anyway. Um, so for those that don't know and haven't been following LPL, only one of FPX and IG can make it because they're both in the, they're both in the qualifier. So if one of them makes it, which isn't guaranteed, um, they face each other in the lower bracket and they will one of them will eliminate the other now the problem is i want fpx to go for a few reasons one i still think that they've been more consistent uh i think their issues have been more consistent actually um and i still think i can see a world where they find their footing and and make a good run ig is just like, I even put it back here. Like, IG and LGD met each other, and LGD just blew past IG. Like, 3-0, it wasn't close. Uh, and, and that's IG, right? Like, they can bomb out of one series and then absolutely destroy the their next opponent. So, IG are perpetually frustrating, but they have an incredible talent. Um, if you look at the other teams in China, they're still uh, able to qualify. We have... Um, JDG and, and top esports who play in their semifinals this week, if either one of them wins and makes it to finals, they auto qualify for worlds either on points or by winning. Um, so they're they're automatically like all they all each of those teams has to do is win one series and they're already qualified for worlds as a top two seed. Um the the teams in China right now that we're looking at, like it's always difficult to measure, I think, because Chinese teams 
sometimes tend to play so fast and lose. They, they have a lot of visible holes that you look at. I know like a lot of people look at their drafts and they're like, what are these teams doing? Um, why are they doing this? And sometimes you actually won't know the answer to why they're doing it, but it works. Um, I, I still think they each have really like a, just like strong mechanical players, but then B um, a very definitive play styles among the, the top four teams that will likely qualify. Uh, even teams like LGD and Suning, who are really just starting to turn it on right now, as opposed to the regular season. And, uh, and they just have an, also an advantage that people probably are going to start talking about a lot more when, when we do see whether some of these Western teams have visa, visa issues or not, is that they're already in Shanghai. They're already set up in their gaming houses. They already go to the venue every day to play their matches. Um, so they, they've already like passed, like they don't have to go anywhere in order to compete, which I think is also a huge advantage, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think LPL teams should still be the favorite, especially since four are qualifying and you can get four very different teams out of that, like very definitive teams with different play styles. They're all very strong. I have a question for you, my friend. Yes. Have you watched the great show Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the best shows of all time. Do you remember one of the Jesse... best endings of all time? Yeah. Great, great show, great ending. We will not spoil it here. But do you remember the scene where Jesse Pinkman says he can't keep getting away with it? That's he I can't do. keep getting away with it. And that is, essentially, that is exactly where I was going, Emily. That is IG <laughs> to a T. Every single season, every split, every time it looks like IG is done. They look dead after the midseason cup. I heard rumors of possibly players wanting out of the roster. There was so much disarray. They lost Jackie Love. It's over. And they can't keep getting away from it. They play too dumb. They don't play with any chemistry. They look like five players who have never seen each other in their life when they play sometimes. But at the end of the day, when everything is settled, they have the most talented players in the world when it comes to pure mechanics. The shy is the shot. He's going to ink. There's going to be series where he goes 0-40. He plays Kennen and runs it down over and over and over again. Sometimes there's the thing called the 0-2 power spike from the Guri. The shot has the 0-7 power spike. Where he will <laughs> legitimately die in lane six times and still keep coming back and keep on dying. There is no logical reason why IG should make it to Worlds. There's zero. They look terrible in their last series, a series they should have won. They look terrible in a lot of times this split. Bao Lane had a resurgence. He's come kind of back down. Ming was incredible for a while of the split. And now it looks like he's back to his coin-flipping ways. Really, only person on this team that looks like they're in even any sort of form is Rookie, who had to try to drag the carcasses of the rest of his teammates across also the line. Con- also an IG constant. Honestly. An IG constant. <laughs> there is no reason why they should be keep. They should be able to keep getting away with this. They should be dead. They should lose to FBX. They should be not making anywhere towards Worlds. This team should probably dissolve. This team does have. There really is no chemistry on this team. They have so much drama. They have so much disarray. There is so much behind the scenes that this team shouldn't make it that far. They shouldn't get that far. But you know what, Arda? You know, Emily, you know in the bottom of your hearts that they're going to get away with it. They're going to make it to Worlds. They're going to make it out of group stages. They're going to beat a, a lovable darling like Mad Lions in the quarterfinals. <laughs> oh, and no. They're gonna, and they're that, gonna, the sad part is I can totally see this happening. They're like, they're going, I can't even be like, this is something that wouldn't happen. The Shy is going to just wake up one day and be like, 
I'm the shy. I am better than everyone. I'm pick Vlad. I'm going to destroy everyone in my way. Rookie will be that cost that we need. Balan will be like, I got to find Jackie. We got to bring him back to the village. I got to bring him back to IG. Everything will come <laughs> together at happening. the right time. <laughs> Everything is going to align. Still be on Toffee's Everything is going to align. And we're going to hate it. And we're going to be on our shows, our daily shows, or whatever we're going to do. It's going to Every day we're going to be like, IG can't do this. They can't do that. They can't <laughs> yeah, do that. They look so, so dumb. You're... They just threw a game. Yeah. But no, they're going to so do it. We are going to be on their <laughs> finals night. And it's going to be IG in the finals. And we're oh, just going to sit so. there and be like, this team that has no chemistry keeps winning. And there's nothing we or anyone else in the world can do about it. Because the shy and the rookie, at, when we all said and done, are the two best players in the world mechanically, in my opinion. And it's how much it frustrates people who say teamwork beats you know hard work beats talent hard work beats talent if you work hard enough you can beat talent ig says shut up you're a nerd <laughs> in the locker we're more talented than you and ig i what know they're they're gonna make it and i and i hate it and i hate it that they're gonna do it because yeah. they probably shouldn't but ig will find a way they're always gonna keep getting away with it and it, it just it's the ig way Tyler, I'm going to tell you two things. One, on the Chinese broadcast, whenever IG are doing really badly, they always say, like, wait for uh, wait for Song Yujin, which is uh, is Rookie's yep. name. So they they will say, like, you know, just, just wait for him. Yep. <laughs> like, he can still carry IG. Um, and then the other thing I did want to point out, just analytically for people who are watching IG, I think their success, like, their road to success, if they, if they do have it in the qualifier, is going to be through... Uh, actually, surprisingly good coordination from Ning and Balan. We didn't necessarily see that in their series against LGD, but that's actually been the most improved part of IG the split, in my opinion. So, okay, are we just gonna gloss over the fact that Tyler just booked Jackie Love to join the NWO? Yeah, like he's just gonna take weird. his jersey off, and I'm all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure Jackie Love is still no, on top of these. No, that's a meme. That's a meme. That's a meme. It's a meme that's around where it's like Balan became good again, so he can you know track down his best friend and Jackie Love and bring him back to IG. It's a meme. Well, they, did have, they did have a very codependent relationship where Bowland kept yeah. being dragged back where he's like, no, I want to leave. And they're like, no, you have to keep playing with Jackie Love. <laughs> yeah. like, like Wang Shichong like, went to his house and was like, no, you can't leave IG. We need you to play for us. Oh, okay, yeah. So uh, IG is going to find a way. They will find a way. And we're going to, and Emily is going to be on this show. I'm going to be like gonna... actually molding. That'll be the most angry I will yeah. be. I will yeah. wear an IG shirt that I have from 2015 yeah. and just be sitting here throwing things at my computer screen. Let the record show I refuse to believe in IG. Oh, you're full. You're yeah. full. <laughs> you're full. All right. You so can, let's you end. You can slam me when they both make worlds and do well. Go for Let's it. end the show on this. Uh, to quote Breaking Bad, these are the teams that are the ones who knock. So let us know, Emily and Tyler, which teams uh, you believe will be the ones that have long runs in worlds in the LPL. Emily, let's start with you. So I think the four teams, I, I picked the four teams to qualify uh, for worlds uh, as uh, FPX, uh, so TES and JDG, obviously, because like I said, they're mathematically in the strongest uh, positions, not only because they were the finalists from spring, but also because they were semi auto semifinalists. So they have the most points. No one can beat either of them except each other if, if they make it to finals, right? So um, if both of them make it to finals, one qualifies as the 
seed, the second seed on points, and the other qualifies as the um, as the uh, uh, first place uh, auto qualifier as the winner. Um, I also picked uh, LGD because I think I want to believe in LGD. I wanted to believe in them. I still don't, but I do think they can make worlds. Um, I do think this is a really great lineup on paper. I think Shea and Pina are both playing like out of their minds right now. Um, and we're, we're seeing like a next level from them that we didn't necessarily see in the regular season when IG had this kind of, or LGD had this kind of tendency to throw away some of their early advantages by making a lot of mistakes in the mid game. Um, I do believe in them a bit more than Sooning, despite the fact that Sooning is actually the far more like dramatic storyline. Um, and then uh, FPX, partially be so partially. I will say I picked FPX because narrative. I want. I always like having a team be able to defend their title. Um, I also do think that with FPX's playstyle, despite the many issues they've had, I think Tion and Crisp specifically, who are a huge part of their early game. Uh, success last year have not been playing as well this year. Um, I, I want to see them be able to try to defend their title. You know, like you always want to see a world's winner be able to defend their title, and then they can push IG out so IG can finally make roster changes or whatever never, they want to do, so they happen. don't keep getting away with it. But here's the thing: I can't even definitively say that IG won't make it because, like, everything that Tyler said in his rant could easily come true knowing IG. So those are the teams for Emily. Tyler, who are yours? So I have TES and JDD. I think those are very straightforward picks. They they definitely should make worlds unless they both totally collapse. Uh, I also have Sooning, and I have, obviously, IG. And Arda, I'm going to give you a little bit of special. I'm going to give you a special right here. I'm going to predict the world finals right here, right now. I'm going to spoil it for you. Okay. Spoil the world finals 2020 Shanghai, October 31st, so Halloween night. The interesting thing is we did not spoil Breaking Bad. We are spoiling Worlds. Yes. So the finals of 2020, the final that will sum up 2020, it's going to be on one side, IG. <laughs> on the other side, Damn One Gaming. That will be our final 2020. The, the two teams that are so closely aligned of how they play had one of the greatest matches at Worlds last year. That is my prediction. We are going to see IG versus Damwon playing for the World Finals on October 31st, Halloween. If it's not in any team. If that happened, it would be, as the kids say, a banger. That would be the most fun final of all time. It would be an incredibly bloody, be hilarious so game, yes. I, I also, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. No, it'd be some, it's a really fun final. It'd be a yeah, really, it would just really be like insane final. displays of mechanical talent. Yeah. It's what I want. It's in my heart of hearts. I know IG shouldn't be there, but I just, I just, it's just, it feels, I just feels like the shy was not going to let, he's going to int, but he's going to int and still win. Like they're going to keep getting away with it. And I, until they're finally like killed and put down kind of like a Freddy Krueger or Jason from, you know, Friday the 13th, they're like that movie villain who you always kill, but they always pop right back up and they're always on the tail. So until they're finally thrown into the lake for good and exercised, I will never bet against IG when it comes to the world championship because they just keep finding a way to find themselves there. Okay, Tyler, if you believe in Freddy Krueger, I'm going to believe in Santa Claus. So congratulations, Shulk, on defeating <laughs> oh, IG wow. in the finals. Let's go that I, far. Why does IG have to be there? 
<laughs> because because Tyler did a great job of convincing me that IG oh, somehow some God. way uh, with Jackie Love joining the NWO. Congratulations, Jackie Love. I mean, that's really the the winner here is Jackie Love for joining the NWO. Congratulations. Uh, that'll do it for us here on Rift Rewind. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have a lot of exciting things coming up, including breaking down everything that's going to happen in playoffs. So definitely stick with us here on Rift Rewind every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And of course, we usually have trivia following Rift Rewind that will return next week. But thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the games this weekend.